Yo, what's up, everybody? We are live. My name is Ahmed Ahmed. This is my co-host, Blake Barty. How's it going? We are, what's up? <laughs> We're here uh, doing our first, well, technically reboot of Hollywood Tales. Uh, I'll give you the backstory. Basically, I started a podcast with my good friend Eric Mills out of Chicago. It was a virtual podcast that we did during the pandemic. We called it Hollywood Tales. We just wanted people to share their best Hollywood tale. And um, you'd be shocked how many crazy stories came out of those uh, <laughs> those interviews. Um, and then he got busy and started a job, and we, we shelved the podcast there for a little bit. And um, when I started working here at the Jam in the Van space, uh, they built this new podcast studio, and uh, they invited me to come in and, and, uh, and host a podcast. So this is our first pilot episode here at Jam. Um, we're excited to be here. Our first guest is uh, rock legend, old pal of mine, Tom Morello, you know him from Audio Slave, Rage Against the Machine, The Night Watchman. Currently, he's uh, he's producing and releasing all these collaborations with artists with his new Atlas Underground uh, and Flood and the whole nine. So we're going to talk to him about that. We'll bring him in in a, in a few minutes, but I just wanted to kind of ease into this, introduce my co-host. Blake and I met uh, a few months back in Huntington Beach at this show I was producing at a place called Sea Legs on the beach. We would do it every Friday. It was outdoors, it was on the beach, right there on the water. Uh, 500 people every week would show up. We've had Jeff Ross and Bill Burr and Tiffany Haddish and Adam Carolla and I'm name, I'm name dropping a lot of names, but <laughs> they, all, they all came through there during the, the pandemic and we were doing outdoor, I, I think technically illegal stand-up comedy. <laughs> No, not Orange Prohibition County. Prohibition comedy, yeah. Not in Orange County, because COVID never uh, came to Orange County. It <laughs> was never there. But um, a little bit about myself, if you're, not, uh, if you're not familiar with me. I've been in the business almost 30 years. Um, I started out as an actor. I played a lot of uh, terrorists and cab drivers and sleazy Arab princes. And I was the go-to terrorist for, for a good 10 years of my career. Um, and a little fun fact, I played a terrorist in the movie Iron Man, uh, the first Iron Man movie, which coincidentally uh, Tom Morello had a part in. And we'll talk about that when we, we bring him on. Did you know he was an Iron Man? No, I didn't know. A lot of people don't know. Mr. Morello was in the first. He helped kickstart the, the Marvel Universe. Um, and then I transitioned into stand-up comedy just to have a voice. I, uh, you know, did everything that comics are supposed to do and still do and uh, continually writing and producing and, and trying to perfect my, my stories and jokes. And, uh, you know, it was cool to meet up with you, Blake, because you were just kind of starting out when we met. And, you know, I see a lot of myself in you like 20 years ago. <laughs> nice. Like I was really passionate and wanted to like get up every night and go out and hustle it. And now I just don't have that drive. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into stand up and where your origins are from and everything. I know you were ex-military as well so let's talk about that yeah i was uh i was born and raised uh long beach area moved a lot um kind of was like a class clown growing up uh just being in so many different schools you kind of just had to try and get along with everybody and, and you went to different schools because of what i uh, just moved a lot just moved a lot single mom you know yeah. so uh we were all over the place um yeah i always wanted to do stand-up but i was kind of scared so i Went and pursued a career. I was actually a DJ, uh, break dancer through high school. Break About dancer. Yeah, twenty three. <laughs> I started uh, 
considering uh, different lifestyle choices. I sold my turntables, and then I joined uh, the Air Force, the Reserves, and then, you know, because I got commitment issues and whatnot. And then I went active duty from there. I was a medic. Basically, uh, now I work in the medical field uh, doing CAT scans and whatnot. And, and then stand-up comedy, you're pursuing, you know, pretty actively these days. Yeah. Every week I'm uh, up on the stage doing stand-up. What, um, tell us your best Hollywood tale. Um, <laughs> that's a, probably just going out. We would go out like four nights a week when I was DJing. I'd be down here. We'd be at a, I remember one time we, I got bumped into really hard and, uh, spilled my drink. It was Jason Biggs from American Pie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was, did he, um, he said, he, sorry, he, he was really you? nice. No, he like, <laughs> He he hit me, dropped my drink, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, dude." He was he was wiling out on the dance floor, and then uh, basically he bought our whole group shots and did shots with us, and just hung out and kind of. So you gotta you gotta bump into those American Pie actors to get free drinks around here. Basically, Um, that's your best Hollywood tale. (laughs) I guess, yeah, at the moment. (laughs) Well, we have many podcasts uh, in front of us, so I'm sure you'll have more. just a quick reminder, we're here from uh, at Jam in the Van, right here in West L.A., beautiful West L.A. <clears throat> this is a very cool uh, sort of multiplex with outdoor venue, indoor venue. They have a tour bus that they've converted into a recording studio. So bands come in here and they stream live and record stuff. Uh, stand-up comedy was just alive and kicking here during the, the pandemic. Um, and if I'm correct, this is an ex-rehab, uh, Jack? This is an ex-rehab nice. uh, center, so it's perfect that comedians are here <laughs> and, and musicians and artists. And a big thanks to all the guys and gals here at Jam in the Van. There's an, an awesome staff working here behind the scenes. Jack Higgins over here, our creative director. We've got Wolf Ramirez, our uh, videographer and editor. Uh, the two Jakes, trainer and Kotler, owner and manager. Uh, and am I missing anybody? There's a whole awesome staff of gals working in the back, interning and and doing stuff. Uh, Sierra Nevada, their sponsors, and they're, um, Timeless is the other sponsor. Timeless Dispensary, Weed Dispensary, I believe. Um, and it's an awesome space. So um, go to jamandthevan.com, um, check out their upcoming shows. It's music, comedy. It's kind of like I said, a whole awesome multiplex of different sorts of artists. Um, I have a Hollywood story I'm going to tell. I auditioned for The Tonight Show back in 2008. And Bob Reed and Ross Mark, who used to book The Tonight Show, had asked me to come and uh, showcase for them at the uh, Melrose Improv in Hollywood. And it was on a Monday night, and, in the, it was, and I think they still do it. Uh, D. Ray Davis hosts it. It's called Mo Betta Mondays. And it's, it's predominantly a you know, black urban crowd, um, which I wasn't aware of. And here I am trying to do this Tonight Show, clean Tonight Show set. And the bookers were like, hey, when you go up on stage, you're going to go first. Don't take the mic out of the stand and just do your four and a half minutes. I'm like, all right. So D. Ray Davis introduces me. I go up on stage. The crowd's just kind of chatty. They're not really paying attention. I threw out my first joke, silence. Threw out my second joke, crickets. Threw out my third joke, some woman from the back of the room yells out, say something funny, motherfucker. And then the whole crowd started um, booing me. And I was like, ah, I didn't know what to do. I was still kind of like new in the game and I didn't know how to handle this. And I finally just said, all right, guys, I feel like a substitute teacher. And I, I just said, thank you very much. And I walked off stage 
And D. Ray Davis went up on stage and like ridiculed the audience. You stupid motherfuckers. That's my boy Ahmed Ahmed. He's the guy who gave me stage time when I first got to LA and he's showcasing for the Tonight Shows, you dumb shits. And why didn't you give him a chance? And he, he like, like protected me and was yelling at the audience, like ridiculing him on my behalf. And I was like, oh, it's cool. I don't want to start a riot in the, at the <laughs> improv. Um, but I went in the hallway and the two bookers from the tonight show were there and i looked at them with just complete sadness and shame and i said i'm really sorry i bombed up there and ross mark was like oh no 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 no, you didn't and bob reed was like uh yeah you bombed so and i was like uh can i make it up to you so they were kind enough to follow me up to the comedy store which i had you know a lot of leverage uh, there back then and i asked the club if i can go up on stage for 10 minutes or 55 minutes i think it was to to do another showcase for the Tonight Show guys, and that's what that's what hooked me into the Tonight Show. Right. Had I had I uh, you know stuck with that Melrose Improv set, I probably would have never gotten booked on the Tonight Show. So that's my one of my Hollywood tales. More to come uh, as we continue weekly here from the Jam in the Van Podcast Studios in West uh, LA. Um, I'm gonna bring. Are we close to? We have. It's, I guess the time, the time is now. Let's do it. Every week we're going to have cool different guests come on. Um, I was really fortunate to have our first guest um, say yes, because he's super, super busy right now. Um, I met this guy many, many years ago. We'll talk about it when he jumps on about how we met and how we stayed friends uh, all these years. Talk about his career a little bit, what happened during COVID, what he did during COVID, what's going on with him now. And... um, it is my pleasure, privilege, honor, and delight to bring up and introduce my old pal, rock legend, Mr. Tom Morello, everybody. Hey, what's up, buddy? Can you hear me? Check, check. Can we, uh, hold on, Tom, we're having a little technical difficulty here. One second. One second, please. Sorry, everybody out there. It's our first time doing this. Let's see. Can you take your headphones off, Tom? And unplug them? Let's try that. Still cannot hear him. Hold on. Has him muted. Hit unmute. Oh, That's you... me. That was oh. all. There we go. There we go. <laughs> my, my Hollywood tale is how I didn't understand how to be on Hollywood tales. That's my Hollywood tale. I'm going to go back to the headphones. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> I didn't realize you were muted. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're my... having problems. I was... I was trying to, to spare you guys all my calls to like with with my ninety eight year old mom. But like, no, it's like if you want to watch the NBA wrap up, it's on channel. That's what's happening. Anyway, nice to see you guys uh, I'm here. What's up? Good to see you, buddy. Tom Morello, everybody, in How's the going? flesh, in the virtual flesh. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know you're busy, so just wanted to say thanks for making time to come on this first podcast. This is our pilot episode. They built a little studio for us and. Uh, it like should be it. a f- fun little thing to do. I saw that you were doing a lot of virtual podcasts and just virtual stuff during the pandemic. So my first thing was like, I'm going to ask Tom to be the first person because yeah. he's doing it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a way to just sort of maintain sanity during an insane time. Like I have no, like literally no desire to be, I've never listened to a podcast. I've done them. I have a right. podcast and they tell me it's good, but I've never listened. <laughs> I, I, I've never listened to a podcast myself, nor do I intend to. I'm going to do this one. I'm not going to listen to it, but I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> um, 
Well, there are a lot of podcasts out there right, right. now. I mean, there's so like, I hear. So I yeah. Hear. So you hear, including yours. Um, let's just rewind a little bit. I want to tell everybody yeah. who's watching live, and this will live on on YouTube eventually. But um, you and I met through a mutual friend many many years ago. Yeah. On our way to a Supercross event. Yes. Yes. Correct. So, little fun fact: Tom Morello and myself have, have a mutual, very dear best friend. His name is Vince Vaughn. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. And um, right after the movie Swingers came out, he had this big, clunky, like, Bronco, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we all piled into this Bronco, and I had just met Tom, I believe, that night through yeah. another mutual friend, Sean Rusigliano. Yeah, yeah. And we're driving down the highway, and I'm sitting next to Tom, and I'm like, oh, you know, so what What do you do? And he said, well, I, I play in a band. I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, cool. What do you do? I said, I'm a stand-up comedian. Oh, cool, cool. And we just started talking, and I was asking you, like, what kind of music you play. You were you were super um, nonchalant about it, which I was impressed about later because most people you meet are a little bit, like, aloof, you know, with their art and craft. But uh, you were, like, super down to earth. And then you told me you played with Rage. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, I work out to your music almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, that's why you're so ripped, bro. That's why back then, not, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not these days, but uh, but yeah. So that's how Tom and I met. I I um, and I think that's when Rage was really starting to peak, and, and you'd always invite me to your shows and stuff, and we became yeah. really close friends. And um, you know, it was just it's just a treat to watch you be so progressive in the music industry. Um, you know, moving forward, people that know Tom, Rage Against the Machine, Audio Slave, uh, Lock Up. Which was uh, your first <laughs> my, band? My I first think. band. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, what made you pick up the guitar and want to start playing rock and roll music? Well, I mean, I I always loved you know from the time I was you know, 11, 12 years old, loved rock and roll music. But it seemed like it was something that was pretty unattainable. <clears throat> my favorite bands were like the you know bands like Led Zeppelin, sort of the big hard rock bands, and you know these kind of mythical Kiss and bands like that. They were kind of like these mythical people, and it seemed like there was such a such a gulf between who I was in a damp basement in a small Midwestern town <laughs> and someone like, you know, Jimmy Page who has a castle on a Scottish lock or, you know, G- <laughs> Gene Simmons who has you know, limousines filled with groupies and, you know, breathing fire. Like those things, <laughs> those things, those things didn't seem like they were like around, the, around yeah. the corner for me. Right. Uh, and for, for me, for me, it really was like punk rock music. It was bands like the Sex Pistols and the Clash where the music felt it was just as powerful to me, but you could do it later on that afternoon. And that was really sort of my entry drug to actually performing music. Um, and that got my foot in the door that it felt like like the, the bar was a lot lower to entry, but the but the music was didn't the music resonated with the same kind of power to me. So I didn't start playing guitar until I was 17 years old. And I had never heard of another guitarist who had made albums who started playing that late, except for one. And that was Robert Johnson, the famous Ooh. blues guitar player. Ooh. And he had to sell his soul to the devil to get good. He started 18 years old. And I, Ooh. given my Catholic background, I wasn't going to be selling my soul to the devil. But so I just had to practice my ass off. Nice. Um, your, is your middle name really Baptist? Yeah. Okay. For, for some reason, I didn't know that. I've known does you. That sound, does years. that sound like a stage name or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I just never knew that, and then I just yeah. was checking out your Wikipedia, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if that's like a." Yeah, like my, a, my 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 grandfather's my grandfather's name is John John Baptist Morello, so I got his middle name. Love yeah. it. And then um, some other influences were uh, Run DMC. You know, some of sure, these- sure. Well, I was all I was always drawn to like like hard music. At first, it was metal, then it was punk, and then it was hip hop. Um, and you know, and all those like 
a lot of friends when they when they started liking punk, they stopped liking metal. Or when they start started liking hip hop, they stopped liking punk. I always brought all of them along, and it was like a big. T I was never kind of like too discerning when it came to that. Like I can like both Motley Crue and Fugazi, and I like them both. And for each of the things that they give me, and I don't have to turn my back on one in order to enjoy another one. Um, and so those all, those influences all sort of stayed with me, and I tried to sort of bring them along, you know, throughout my career. Okay, so that brings me to my next question, and, and you know, moving forward, Atlas Underground, like every influence you just sure. mentioned, they're all it's all intertwined in there. Sure, sure, sure. So the uh, you know, uh, over the course of, I have a studio here at my house, as you can see, I'm mad, but I don't know how to work it. So, <laughs> it, so there's normally an engineer who sits here right. and does the knob twiddling while I play music over there. The only knob they ever let me touch is the volume knob and that, <laughs> and that, and that rarely. So, um, so during lockdown, there was no engineer coming. So for the first four months of like lockdown, I didn't touch a guitar. It was very sort of depressing. Uh, and then I read an uh, inspiration came from a very unlikely place. I read an article that where Kanye West was bragging about the fact that he had recorded the vocals for a couple of his albums on the voice memo of his phone. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So I just started recording guitar straight into the voice memo on my phone, and it sounded fantastic. I oh, just wow. started sending these voice memo texts and emails to various producers and other artists and whatnot. And that became the foundation of these two records, the Atlas Underground Fire and the Atlas Underground Flood. They're like sister records. But yeah. so, so during a time where I was completely alone and in isolation here, I had this kind of global network of rock and roll pen pals, including... Bruce Springsteen and Eddie Vedder, Bring Me the Horizon, Fantagram, Chris Stapleton, Grandson, Mike Posner, Damian Marley, uh, Palestinian DJ Sama Abdul Hadi, um, there's, and there and wait, there's more. Uh, San Holo, uh, Barnes Courtney, Nathaniel Rateliff, ex ambassadors, Alex Lifeson of Rush, Kirk Hammond of Metallica, Manchester Orchestra. Um, Ben Harper, Idols, Jim James in My Morning Jacket, and Rodrigo E. Gabriela, the fantastic <laughs> flamenco duo from Mexico. So anyway, oh, wow. that's how I, that's how I stayed sane. That's how I kept busy, and both those records are out now. So nice. Well, they're really awesome, and it's so interesting because I was telling Blake, you know, there's an aspect of you that's, um, I mean, obviously you're you're producing a lot of this stuff, right? Like, or a producer, yeah. Um, whether it's technical or not, but like the being able to gather those kind of artists together. That's a talent in itself. People want to say yes to you all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing that I love, you know, I maybe I, I've played a lot of guitar in my life, but sort of my first and foremost art, you know, uh, artistic passion is like being a curator, you mm. know, and I and I like assembling things going, OK, like I spend so much time like Rain Man like time on <laughs> uh, you know, like here's the album sequence and here. How does this song go into that one? And what two artists would be unlikely? Is it, you know, to have. Bring Me the Horizon, which is a heavy metal band from from Brazil and the UK, and Bruce, you know, iconic Jersey Bruce Springsteen and young female Palestinian DJ Sama Abdul Hadi, all on and Chris Sta country and Western superstar Chris right. Stapleton, all on one record, and make it sound like a cohesive record. Like right. that's that to me is like the exciting and challenging, and it's more than just here's some hot riffs and some groovy guitar solos, which I enjoy as well. Right. <laughs> well, I feel like your your guitar playing is what is what intertwines it all. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. and some of the music, you know, we were listening to some of it on the way over here. Some of it's um, and it's all over the map. Some of it sounds it could be a little country western, it could be yeah. a little hypnotic, trancey. Yeah. Um, some of that sort of almost like a deep house with your guitar yeah. riffs behind yeah. it. Um, the one of the question I had for you was 
some of the songs have a lot of like what it sounds like is synthesizing happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you is that your guitar? Yeah, well that's I mean the the idea of these Atlas Underground I made another Atlas Underground record in 2018. There was a collaborative effort yeah. as well. And the idea is like I firmly believe that the electric guitar is the greatest instrument ever invented by humankind. I'm not prejudiced in that. I can <laughs> I think I think there's I think there's empirical evidence to back that up. Um but I also believe that it's an instrument that has a future and not just a past. Mm. And by collaborating outside of sort of traditional rock and roll genres and having like my guitar voice, you know, in uh, infusing it with some elect. I want these songs to sound like you just don't know where the electronics end and the guitar begins or where the and guitar, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as my whole career has been spent making, you know, R2-D2 noises and, and, <laughs> and, and barnyard animal noises. And so when you hear that stuff, you know, combined with other electronics, which may or may not be electronic elements, it creates this kind of, the idea is to create this kind of synthesis, this alloy um, that's a new way of hearing guitar. Because I don't think, you know, you can't just, it can't just be, you know, Fog Hat and ACDC songs forever. We already have those and we should enjoy right. those and they're right. fantastic, but that's not the future of electric guitar. It's going to be something different. And I'm trying to help forge that path. You know. Oh, you're not only helping forge it. It's almost you're, it's you're you're really innovating it. <clears throat> I mean, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's uh, and the fact that you're you know all the ships are rising because of you. You're you're really elevating people's careers. You know, it's I remember remember uh, Carlos Santana would collab with artists. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but you're yeah. doing like some next level shit. So yeah. that's really cool. Thanks. And um, I guess transitioning into guitar playing. If you're cool with it, let's talk about Roman for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my son uh, at, at nine years old, at the height of lockdown. There, first of all, there's a lot of instruments around the house, and my children have no interest in playing them whatsoever. Like, make that perfectly clear. <laughs> like that's like the dad's job is one that they could care less about. As a quick quick aside, I did a song with an artist named Grandson that that um, was like sort of a big alter alternative song. And one day Roman was humming the song. Now I've never played it for him. He was humming the song, like it's called Blood Water. I'm like, how do you know that? He's like, dad, that's a big TikTok song. I'm like, oh wow. You, I'm like, you know, that's your dad on that. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it is not. <laughs> I'm like, one, I didn't know it was a big TikTok song, but I assure you that's me on that song. And he was like, that can't possibly be. You couldn't be on anything like TikTok. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he, but during lockdown, uh, he, he's sort of a classic rock. He likes some classic rock stuff. And so, you know, I've never really pushed it on him. Let them find their own paths. But I said, you know, every day we've got, oh, say 24 hours where we have no idea what we're going to do. Um, I said, do you want to learn the first three notes to Stairway to Heaven? He's like, well, I suppose I can get off my, iPad for <laughs> 10 minutes to, you know, humor dear old head. Yeah. And then, and then he learned the first three notes and it sounded just like the record. And so the next day he came back for the next three notes and, you know, in sort of building successes, he learned the whole song. Then he wanted to learn the solo and he has, he has a sort of a greater, I don't work really, really hard for every inch. He has a better ear than I do and a better aptitude for it. So it wasn't long before he was, you know, wanting to learn Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, this one and that one, and then writing his own songs. And he did a collaboration with Nandy Bushell, who's a really, she's like an Instagram famous mm -hmm. uh, British Zulu drummer. She had this right. fantastic guitar or drum battle with Dave Grohl. And anyway, she she contacted me. I, I sent her one of my guitars because she had covered a Rage or Audience song. And she contacted me and said, hey, do you want to do a song to you? I said, I would love to do a song to you, but I got a nine-year-old kid here who can kick, <laughs> kick my ass. <laughs> Maybe you two youngsters should do a song. And they did a fantastic song um, 
called The Children Will Rise Up. Yeah. That we got Jack Black for the video and things yeah. like that. So it was pretty wow. cool. Yeah, that was cool. And you did it, I guess, all with green screen and all, because it was. Oh, did we mute? We lost. Sorry, right, one second. I got my. Just one second. Yeah, no worries. Okay, sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, no worries. Um, yeah, it looked like there was green screen with all the effects. Yeah, yeah, happening. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all in lockdown. We were all on different continents doing this, but it was That's uh, wild. Yeah. It was really cool, really cool. And the kids, you know, they wanted to do a song about you know and saving the environment. How it's the children's. So I mean, it felt like I, while it was not planned by me, like that apple has not fallen far from the tree. So. Pretty well, cool. if you guys are if you guys are watching, check out Roman Morello on Instagram. He's on TikTok as well. Oops, I think. the computer screen has oh, frozen, right? Oh, frozen. He froze. Technical difficulties. Sorry, everybody. Stay tuned. We are frozen. Let's okay, back. you're back. Oh, you're I'm back. sorry. There are some technical difficulties. We got you. Yep. Can you hear us? Mm, it's freezing again. Okay. I think we're back. Hello? Okay. I think we're yep. back. Are we back? We, yeah. We're back. Gotcha. That might have had something to do with it. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. I was just going to say, follow, follow Roman Morello on, on Instagram. There's yes. A video, yes. There's, a, there's a video of Tom and his son, Roman, sitting next to each other. And then the, like, the, the, the female TikTok voice comes on. <laughs> Here's an amazing guitar player. And then Tom Morello. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also Tom Morello. And also Tom Morello. <laughs> and your son is I've just... Been... I've been relegated. Like I'm the rhythm guitarist in the family now. <laughs> like that's what that's what it's come to. Bro, he's just he's like shredding like Eddie Van Halen, and he's like yeah, said, he's nine, awesome. ten years old. He, yeah, he's ten now, but he was nine. Wild man. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Kudos to start? him. It's awesome. Um, and then you're on. Uh, so Atlas Atlas Underground Flood is out now. Yeah, that's the record that just came out. It's basically a sister record. Like I was really inspired by the band The Clash, and their record London Calling uh, was a record that had like. It like was a, a singular purpose, but but was genre fluid. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. embracing a lot of different genres, but with sort of a single idea. And so that's what. So the Atlas Underground, Fire and Flood are kind of sister records, and the flood flood just came out now. That's awesome. We'll check it yeah. out if you guys are listening. And um, let's talk about your um the charity that you want to sure 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 so the, the charity that is involved in today's podcast is a jail guitar doors it's a charity that was founded by wayne kramer who's the guitarist for the legendary mc5 that's the kick out the jams band mm. uh one of like the people who invented punk rock music anyway wayne's been a friend for a long time and what jail guitar doors does is they provide uh instruments for uh inmates in prisons as rehabilitation tools and it really like it dramatically impacts the recidivism rate by about like 60% for inmates who are involved in these kind of arts and corrections programs. And they have a, over in 160 different correctional facilities in the United States, they have programs that help inmates kind of different, a different way to sort of process your thoughts and your feelings, and your emotions in a, in non-confrontational ways. Uh, and it's a really, really Wayne himself was in prison for three years. Uh, and so he speaks with a very authoritative voice and how art and music has been very redemptive in his life. And, you know, he's sort of doing service to the world by helping other people get on that path. So jail guitar doors, uh, I've had the opportunity to perform with Wayne in prisons a number oh, wow. of times, including Sing Sing prison and some crazy Texas correctional facility. It was <laughs> oh, wow. super, super terrifying, but it's a, it's a really, really great charity that does a lot. Cause here's the thing is like, you know, 98% of the people who are in prison are one day going to be back out in the world, sitting next to you in a movie theater at a lunch counter. And you know, they can either come out with it, with it, with bitterness and hatred, or they can come out with a song in their hearts. So let's try to make it the latter jailguitardoors.org. It's a place you can go to, to find out more information, or I believe this podcast is providing some 
Yeah. So, um, uh, jail guitar doors, uh, dot org. Dot org. We're in the, are we in the comments here, uh, Jack? If you go to the comment section here on YouTube, um, the link is there. Please donate. Uh, there's a segue and a, and a part two of this podcast. As soon as we wrap up right before four o'clock, we are going to swap over to Fireside. Uh, Fireside is an app that you can download on your iPhone um, or iOS uh, 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 device. And I think the, the Fireside link is up there in the, in the uh, YouTube comments. Click on that. Um, you can donate directly to Tom's uh, organization, uh, jailguitardoors.org. Um, give whatever you want, a dollar, $100, $1,000. But the cool thing about this is when we swap over to Fireside, Tom has agreed to talk to the first 10 people that donate a minimum of $100 to this uh, charity of his. So guitar, uh, jailguitardoors.org. But download the Fireside app at 4 o'clock sharp. We will invite Tom Morello back onto this platform. Anybody can listen. Anybody can donate. But the first 10 to sign up and donate a minimum of 100 bucks can ask Tom Morello a question. You get one minute with Tom Morello. Does that sound fair? I think that sounds fair. It sounds fair. I mean, it's it's really like open season, though. You have no idea what kind of questions you get when you do this. So we'll find out. <laughs> well, we got it. We have it just while you're here for just the average <clears throat> listener. Joe Urell had a question. Yeah, our good buddy, uh, comedian Joe Urell, wanted to know if you've uh, ever considered doing a, a a cover of the Irish labor song Molly Maguire's. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with that song. I haven't considered it until now, but now I'm considering <laughs> it. Yeah, as the Night Watchman, of course. Yes, the Night Watchman, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's nice. right up his. That's right up his alley. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a couple t technical questions from uh, a, a big fan of yours. Um, they want to know how Michelangelo Bateo and Matt Bellamy yeah. influenced yeah. you. Okay, well, Michael, for those of you who don't know, and it may be many of you who don't know this, is Michelangelo Batio or B A T I O. Yeah. Um, I was a 17 year old guitarist in Northern Illinois, and I would occasionally go down to one of the local shops in the next town to take guitar lessons. And my guitar teacher was like this really nice stoner guy named Rick, and I would have him teach me an Alice Cooper song or a Black Sabbath song or whatever. But one day he was out sick. So they sent me to the other guitar teacher, the guy down the hallway. Um, and this guy, nice fella, seemed to smoke less weed than my guy. So it was a little, it was nice. It was a little nicer in there. Um, and, and he said, play me something. So I kind of scribble scrabbed around. He's like, it sounds like you want to play fast, but you have no idea how to do it. I said, guilty as charged. So, so then I looked over and this guy just started playing guitar and it was like, like a concert violinist, the fluidity he had on the instrument, the technical mastery he had on the instrument was was like supernatural. I mean, like I'd never seen anything like it. And this guy's just a dude down the hallway. And he wrote out this little sheet of paper with exercises. He said, it's not, there's no magic trick to it. You practice this stuff slowly. And as you master it, you get faster and faster and then you'll be able to, and that piece of paper changed my life. And it's the thing that I, when I was practicing eight hours a day, it was a cornerstone of, of all those practices. Later, when I was a guitar teacher, many years later, I was a guitar teacher in Hollywood. That same piece of paper, I sort of passed on to generations, generations of students. And that was Michelangelo. Now he is, he then became a famous guitar player. He <laughs> is known for, and if you look this guy up, it is, you will not, you'll think that it is some CGI 
miracle that's happening. He plays the guitar with four necks. Okay, there's two going this way and two going this way like that. Jeez. And he plays all of them like simultaneously with equal facility. Jeez. Like a concert pianist, like this one's upside down, this one, and he's playing harmonies and it's Bach and it's this and it's metal and it's and it's so crazy. Wow. It's like a circus act, Cirque du Soleil of guitar. Anyway, so that wow. guy gave me one guitar lesson that changed my life. Uh, Matt, Bell Matt Bellamy is a guy who came along decades later uh, and who I had the chance to meet. He's the guitarist of Muse and they're a fantastic band and I can hear, you know, perhaps Rage and Audio Slave are some of his influences and I think he's a guitar player that's very forward facing uh and is an important voice in pushing the guitar forward great I dude saw, nice style as well yeah no I, they're great i saw muse open for you guys in mm. i think vegas sure that baseball stadium yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 we were like sitting right on this not on the stage but kind of off yeah. the, to the left and <clears throat> i don't know eighty thousand people were there and yeah the, the stage was physically like <laughs> moving up and down from all the people jumping up and down they were literally rocking the planet um, same uh, same guy, Niv Adut, friend of mine, works with me. Um, okay. His other question was, uh, and you, I guess you kind of already talked about this, uh, your, your thoughts on the future of AMP modeling. <laughs> the of, future yeah, I can I, no, I have, I have thoughts. So he's going to be very disappointed in my answer, <laughs> in his point of answer to this one. Um, there are a lot of guitar players, and there are many really, really good guitar players that care about gear. Mm. I am not one of them. Okay. I've had the same AMP. And the same pedals since 1988, oh, wow. and I'm not, and I'm not going to change them. Amp modeling, what that is for those who don't know, it's like it's like a way to like like a computer program or an app or something like that 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 really accurately uh, imitates specific amp sounds. So like I want the amp sound of Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock, and there'll be like a thing, and I want the slash on Appetite for Destruction, there'll be a thing, and so that's a thing that he knows about and i don't know about and i'm not going to learn about it <laughs> it's because his follow-up question was um, uh oh are we frozen again oh can you hear me check check i and see then, me i think we're freezing again some sort of technical delay it's i think it's the internet on your end maybe we'll <laughs> maybe he's having some sort of check check tom nope he is frozen. I cannot. Oh, I'm here. There we go. There we go. Yep. Not I, sure what's I, happening. I think they're, they're they're saying it's the internet on your side. So don't blame Tom. Okay. I'm yeah, not going to blame you. Sounds like I'm getting blamed here with my full bars. <laughs> with my full bars. I know you want to. I know. I know some. Yeah. I know the guy who's paid to be the tech guy on your side said that. <laughs> He's laughing. I don't know. Right. Look. I look. I love a nice union tech guy, but they'll say that sort of shady stuff. I got full bars over here, guy. Okay. Uh, let me tell you. We're gonna take it out of his paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the following. The follow-up question was. Uh, so yeah, I guess you answered it. Instead yeah. of looking around full rigs uh, of gear, gigs, uh, you're just moving to more natural DSPs, he says? Yeah, this is this is this is some of that guitar nerd shit. Guitar that I, don't nerd know, I don't know anything okay. about. So, yeah, it's uh, no, no, it's 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 just it's a way that people it's a great way that people create and have access to a lot of sounds. I am a full on Luddite when it comes to that. I've got I literally the same amp head and the same cabinet and the same pedals for 33 years and so, you and you tour with those yeah with that equipment yeah yeah i have duplicates of it but it's all the same it's identical it's ah, the same stuff same stuff so interesting yeah, yeah. um hey guys if you're tuning in we have tom morello 
with us, uh, guitar player, activist, good friend of mine. Uh, please donate to his charity, jailguitardoors.org. It's a fantastic um, organization that helps out inmates in jail and prison. Um, you can just donate right now, um, or you can, you can download Fireside on your iPhone or iOS device and do the after party. We're gonna have Tom for 10 minutes taking Q and A's from people. Um, you get a minute with Tom. It's a minimum of $100 uh, donation to uh, jailguitardoors.org to ask Tom whatever question you want to ask. Keep it respectful. Keep it in play. <laughs> don't, 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 ask, don't ask stupid yeah. questions. Don't come up here and say dumb things. Sometimes people can't help themselves. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> the internet, so they can hide behind they can, they can, doors, Yeah, they, right? can't help, they can't help themselves. I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I used to DJ. I started when I was like 14. I was heavily into like battle scratching and all that stuff. Sure, sure. And uh, I remember listening to you like playing the guitar and hitting the kill switch and yeah. making it sound like a turntable. Did you have any influence or in inspiration? Absolutely. From, from absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, those, it was, uh, you know, for me, it was like Jam Master J and Terminator mm -hmm. X were like the ones that I was inspired by. Mm -hmm. It was during a time where, uh oh, you guys. Oh, freezing again. We're frozen again. Sorry, guys. I'm back. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what's there happening. There you are. There you are. There you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was saying that it was during a time where people were saying that like the guitar was becoming outdated. Why? Because DJs could sample guitars. We don't need guitar players anymore because DJs can now do what guitar players do. They just a lot of guitars have already been played. We'll just take a bunch of guitars that have been played and sort of recontextualize them in, in songs. You know, from from. Uh, wild thing to, to, to whatever yeah. and so i th i started thinking huh well let's see what if i'm able to do what djs do yeah. i'm going to try to put them out of business and so with <laughs> and so with my bare hands and with my you know <laughs> with my old marshall cabinet over there i began practicing scratching and like the the bomb squat the te textures on those public enemy songs yeah, and then ooh. sort of and then sort of like listen like groups like crystal method and prodigy and i wasn't practicing what guitar players were playing i was practicing what djs were creating yeah. Um, and creating a whole sort of different um, vocabulary of sounds on the electric guitar. Super cool. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about, and then we'll wrap up and ask your best and favorite Hollywood tale if, when you're ready. Uh, okay. And then we'll log you off and then bring you back on a fireside. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I was going to ask you, um, oh, you, you were teaching a master class at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just curious, do they reach out to you or do you go to them and say, Hey, I want to do it or. Yeah. They reached out, you know, they reached out and I think that they're just trying to get this kind of great library of stuff. And, you know, and I hadn't really heard of it only, I don't heard of it sort of peripherally, but they're like, yeah, so it's uh, you know, we've got Martin Scorsese doing the movie <laughs> one and Steph Curry during the basketball one. And we'd like you to do the guitar. I'm like, what? Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, but, but the thing is like, I didn't know any really anything about it. So I agreed to it. And then, you know, it's it's Tuesday and the thing is on Thursday and my manager calls up and they're like, so are you ready for this masterclass? I'm like, yeah, I just think I'm going to like do an it, phoner or something like that. They're like <laughs> it's it's three days of shooting. It's 12 hour shoots each day. And wow. it's it's like a detailed thing. I was like, well, I better prepare for that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I did draw on my experience as a teacher and like the some of the bad guitar lessons I had had and my experience as a teacher and I took it really really deadly seriously and um and I think it came out it came out 
it came out good. So yeah, but yeah, yeah a lot was, of people loved loved your your masterclass. Yeah, it was it was and and it's such great company to be in. I think it's sort of a really cool idea to have. Absolutely. Involved. Yeah. Hey guys, we're here with Tom Morello. Go to his organization and donate. It's uh, Jail Jail Guitar. Gosh. Jailguitardoors.org. Org. And they provide instruments to uh, inmates as rehabilitation tools. And it's a great org. I've played shows uh, for that organization and played shows in prisons. Uh, what we basically do is we go into the prison, we play a show, and we leave the guitars behind uh, with a program that helps them, uh, helps the recidivism rate, and helps make, make them uh, better people when they come out. And so I think that's a very worthwhile cause. So check so it go, out. Go to the, <laughs> there's the website right up there in the uh, comments. Donate. Um, in roughly 15, 20 minutes, we're going to log off here and jump onto Fireside. Download the app now. It's Fireside on your iPhone or iOS, iOS device. Um, first 10 people to donate a minimum of $100 to this organization can ask Tom uh, a question. And let's keep it respectful, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Some guy out there's like, I got 100 bucks. I'm going to ask whoever I want. <laughs> You're going to have my 100 bucks. We'll, 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 we'll keep the hundred, and then we're gonna pop, yeah, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> pop them off. That's right. That's right. Uh, quick fun fact, and then let's just get into your best Hollywood tale. Uh, fun fact: myself and Tom were both in the movie Iron Man. That's correct. That's we, correct. we we kickstarted the Marvel universe. Yeah. John Favreau, uh, who's a mutual friend of ours, cast us as terrorists in the cave. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you're if you're watching Iron Man very carefully, you will see me and you will see Tom. Yeah. Well, not only toting guns. Uh, yeah. Not only uh, am <laughs> are we in that movie. I am the first person that Iron Man kills That's in right. the Marvel universe. That's right. As we as we are creeping around in that cave. <laughs> so if you remember the first movie, like Iron Man. Man's in there making his Tony Stark's making his Iron Man suit, mm. and then there's an explosion, and then the terrorists come creeping in to see like what happened in there. And one guy goes that way, and I go this way, and then you see me looking this way, and like the light Iron Man's light lights up behind me. And I'm like, what? And then he knocks. He, he like, isn't that good acting? And then he like knocks me. He knocks me across the. I did my own stunts. I did my own stunts. I got oh, like, paid, right. I got paid like a stuntman rate, which is more. And let me tell you, they Didn't don't they pay. They don't pay stuntman enough. That was they had you strapped cool. to yeah. some like wire. If yeah. I remember correctly, yeah. that's right. Let, let me let you in behind like the Hollywood behind the scenes. You know how they do those stunts where like people fly across the room. <laughs> they fly across the room, but it hurts. <laughs> I got like five. I'm like in a, a harness that's strapped to me like this. It's strapped that. to my back, coming out the back of my thing. And so then Iron Man punches me this way, and five dudes yank me like oh through gosh. the air onto this mat, and they're like. So, so uh, make sure that you, uh, the, the, I was holding a gun at the time, make sure that the gun you have doesn't chip a tooth and make sure you don't swallow your tongue. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. I'm like, thanks, John. But anyway, it's all, it's all in celluloid uh, history. Well, check, now, right? check us out in the first yeah, Iron Man Check movie. us out in Iron Man. <laughs> Be sure to donate to Tom's charity, uh, which is up in the, um, the comments here. Download Fireside immediately. Jump on and uh, join us for this 10-minute after party with Tom. He's going to uh, take your questions. First 10 people to donate a hundred minimum of $100. Uh, get to talk to Tom for a minute. And uh, be sure to check out Atlas Underground Flood. Yep. And, and Atlas um, Underground Fire. Two and records Atlas, out. Two records out back-to-back. -back. Um, they're really amazing, man. The collaboration, the... I'm just I'm in my head a little bit trying to figure out how you orchestrated all this through a you know a virtual pandemic and uh, yeah. it's really really impressive so kudos to you on that.
Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, I guess let's just wrap it up with your best Hollywood tale. And then all right. You... Well, you know, I, I gave this a lot of thought, Ahmed, and uh, and <laughs> which means maybe I didn't give it that much. I didn't really give it that much thought. I just came up with one that I thought off the top of my head. So uh, there, there, you know, I've lived. I moved to Hollywood in 1986, and have amassed a lot of Hollywood tales during that time. But I wanted to have one that you you were sort of at least uh, tangentially involved in. Uh, prior to having kids, there were a lot of parties at my house. We would mm -hmm. have, there was always, it was like the, the spot on, you know, Halloween night and on, you know, New Year's Eve and on 4th of July and whatnot, and these really, really big blowouts, um, which were, we never, there was never like security and it was always just super fun and a really, really great like really, really great memories of those times. Where it started to turn a little bit was when people started getting blackberries. Mm. And now you could be somewhere and communicate elsewhere with the click of a switch like that. Right. So for my 40th birthday party, that was really like sort of like the last of the of the big parties for this reason. It was, you know, there was a time somewhere around midnight where I looked around and I knew only about a fifth of the people <laughs> that were at my house. Like it was, that. it was all like total strangers, strangers like yeah. because people would go there and they'd say like, Oh my gosh, fleas here. You got to get up here right now, yeah. you know, or, 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 or whatever, <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, and so our kind of egalitarian, no security policy did us <laughs> in. But so, so there were two things that happened that night, which, which were notable. One was there were, there were always like bands at my house that I didn't, like I sort of recognized from MTV, but I never didn't know them. Like somebody <laughs> just brought them. And this was a band and I don't want to disparage this band unnecessarily because I'm not sure it was really them, but it was one of these bands that was famous at the time, like Jet or something like that. Right, Jet. Right. Yeah. And I'm in my <laughs> living room, my house, and there's a dude from Jet, Jet smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, man. Um, could you not smoke in the house? And he looks at me like disdainfully, like, who are you to tell Jet not to smoke in a hole? <laughs> and I'm like, it's my house. It's and he's, like, house. Oh. he's like, oh, and he like flicks an ash. I'm like, this is gonna, this is the beginning. Of so I walk outside. I'm immediately, then there's, then there's this, this woman, you know, standing out in the backyard and I hear her on the phone. She's like, you have to come up here right now. Smashing pumpkins are here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, do you know whose house you're at? And she's like, no. I'm like, it's my house. And smashing pumpkins left. Get off the damn phone. So finally in this, in this like, 90 seconds of realizing that we're never going to have another party again at my house. I'm sort of enjoying the, the weirdness. And I come up to this guy and like, Hey dude, whose house are we at? And he's like, Tony Morello. <laughs> and I, and I'm like, I'm like, really? To like Tony Morello? We're at Tony Morello. So he's like, yeah, I was just jamming with him out in the studio. He's not as good as people say. He is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And then later that night, we closed like, about four in the morning. We like closed the, the gate to the front house there. And people, there's like a gang of fools outside. Like, I was invited. I'm like, it's my house. You were not invited. We're like, like, like medieval times, like pouring hot pitch <laughs> over the side. Keep it away. Anyway. And that was the last. After that, since then, it's all just been running charades and board games. I, I do remember that night now that you bring it up, because I believe I was there, and I do remember um, yeah. quite a few strangers were just kind of lingering around. Yeah. And I remember I remember the cigarette incident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, there were, and there was like a gang of people outside, like, you know, because you're right. Back then, that's when people started communicating, and within yeah. minutes, you just get a, a, a flash right. flood of people, like, showing that's right. up. That's right. That's well, right. Well, anyway. the, part, the parties became a lot... Uh, milder a lot milder <laughs> a lot milder after that R running charades and uh 
yeah. and, and uh, barbecuing. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to sage the place quite, you know, quite frequently in order to get out. Well, some you of the you did used to throw some really fun parties. So, yeah. um, well, <clears throat> I think we're going to, um, it's, it's 10 to four. So do you want to just check out for five, 10 minutes, take a break whatever. and we'll yeah, get it's, 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 if it's important, I mean, I'm do whatever I'm at. This is, this is my time with you. So you're, whatever you, uh, you're the best man. I if you want to check out for 10 minutes, we'll be back at 10 minutes on the thing and do the, the Q and you know, the fan Q and a, that's totally yeah. fine with me. So, so we'll just do one quick last plug. Um, please go to fireside app right now on uh, your iPhone or iOS device, download fireside. It's one word. Um, do it now because they have to accept you. Not anybody can just get on. They have to vet you and accept you. Um, so just uh, the link is right there. Firesidechat.com slash Ahmed Ahmed. Um, first 10 people to uh, donate a $100 minimum. Uh, you can always donate more. We encourage more. But if you want to donate a minimum of 100 bucks uh, to, to the charity um, of Tom's Choice, which is uh, Jail Guitars, Jail, Jail Guitar Gu Doors. Excuse yep. me. Dot org. Jailguitardoors.org. Jail um, we can only take a maximum of 10 people in the studio audience on Fireside. So the first 10 to donate a minimum of 100 bucks to that uh, organization, you get a minute with Tom Morello. Ask him whatever you want. Like I said, please keep it respectful. And um, that's it. And then just go to, the, uh, go to the website in general. If you can't afford 100, donate 10, donate 5. We'll take anything you, you can offer. Um, please follow Tom Morello on Instagram and Twitter at T Morello. Um, you're, you're, he's very active on, on Twitter and social media. Um, check out Atlas Underground Flood, Atlas Underground um, Fire. 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 And uh, any last closing words before we uh, pop you off? No, just thanks. I met. I mean, uh, you've been a good friend for years. My uh, like my my. Uh parentage on my dad's side is kenyan so ahmed is a fellow as an egyptian's fellow african brother <laughs> like stranded the community the, the community in exile here in hollywood and uh and so it's he's, he's always just been a great dude and a good friend and i just i'll just let you know i appreciate you ahmed and you know so like after having kids and stuff a lot of your friends sort of you know you kind of go go different ways but ahmed always hits me up is like hey let's do something i'm like i'm too tired but i do <laughs> but i but i do but i do appreciate <laughs> i do appreciate the fact that you you always think of me and reach i gotta out i gotta ask a lot remember, of love for, remember, a lot of love for you man remember, thank you man same here i appreciate you you've been a great friend over the course of these years and uh i know after you've had kids the the thursday night boys night out was yeah you know became to limit itself but um yeah yeah, yeah. you know once the kids are growing up we'll have to get you back out into the city and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly sounds great sounds great <laughs> hey brother love you respect right, you love you Keep too up. thanks guys so I'll see you. Right. I'll see some of you or yeah. whatever at four o'clock on this fireside chat thing. Fireside right. app. Download the app now. Tom will take the first ten people and talk to you one on one. Donate a hundred bucks to the uh, uh, Jail Guitars Jail Guitar Doors org, and um, just follow us on uh, Instagram at Ahmed Comedy at. Well, it's Blake Barty, but it's B underscore L A underscore Barty. It's up there <laughs> in the comments. Tom, you're the greatest. Appreciate All you. Right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Talk to you soon on Fireside. Have a okay. good one. Peace. All right. That went better than I thought. What do you think? Well, it was good. Yeah. Was Tom, uh, <clears throat> we're still live. Um, so I'd like to wrap up in a couple minutes just so we can set up Fireside and get going at four. But, hey, guys, if you are um, – that's right. We'll plug that. Uh, if you are paying attention, still on here, still watching, thank you so much. I want to thank all the uh, people here at Jam in the Van. Um, 
Jack Higgins, our creative director, Wolf Ramirez, our videographer and editor, uh, the two Jakes who run this place. Uh, it's an awesome multiplex with all sorts of cool artistic music, comedy, things happening here. Just go to jamminthevan.com, uh, and it's right here in the heart of West L.A. It's a really cool spot. They have shows here every weekend. I personally, myself and Blake, along with a handful of other comics, Jen Sturger, Joe Urell, Susie Sitcom, uh, Nikki Paris, we will be at the Irvine Improv at the Irvine Spectrum here in California this Thursday, December 9th. 8 p.m. show, 7 p.m. doors. Go to improv.com. Can we put that up there, by the way? Improv.com uh, slash Irvine. You'll see me, Ahmed Ahmed. And uh, tickets are 20 bucks, but if you type in promo code Ahmed, A-H-M-E-D, they're half off, $10 tickets. Yeah. It's a really big venue. It seats 500 people. It's a beautiful venue. But um, the more the merrier. If you guys can get out there, grab your tickets right now online. Just go to, I'm sorry, improv.com slash Irvine. Ahmed Ahmed will be there this Thursday, December 9th, 8 p.m. doors. Come have some laughs with us. It's going to be awesome. Like I said, Blake will be there. A couple other comics will be on the lineup. I'm doing an hour. I'm also doing a funny multimedia video of an incident that happened with me years ago where someone called 911 on me over a joke I told in Florida. <laughs> and so we have the actual call. And my friend animated it. My friend Tom Winkler, who's a and do you have you guys seen this thing? Maybe next next week we'll actually play the call. Yeah, um, that'd be good. Uh, if you just Google or YouTube uh, Ahmed Ahmed nine one one animated call, you'll see it. It's really funny. It's the actual guy talking to the nine one one operator about me. It's animated. It's hilarious. Tom Winkler spent forty hours animating this thing. Um, he used to be a animator for The Simpsons, so he's like really good. He has a Simpsons kind of uh, you know, animation humor um, to the cartoon. So, anything else we should plug? That's it. Follow us in, uh, on Instagram. Follow Jam in the Van on Instagram. Follow yep. us on Twitter. Uh, Blake Barty. My name's Ahmed Ahmed. You are watching Hollywood Tales. We are here every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live. live in studio. And then this podcast will live on the Jam in the Van YouTube channel. So, if you missed it, Download it later and check it out. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to log off, say bye for now. Yep. And we will see you on Fireside at 4 p.m. with, once again, Tom Morello and the After Party. First 10 people to donate $100 to jailguitardoors.org. Get to talk to Tom one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Awesome. Hey. Good pod. Appreciate you guys. See you next week.